This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, happy Labor Day long weekend, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. The one, the only, Doug McNair, the renowned harness hero, represented Canada at the recent World Driving Championship in Europe. We'll find out how he did and also chat about Doug's life on camera now as part of Unfiltered Ontario Racing's riveting behind-the-scenes look at horse racing. Very excited to welcome back to the show Ontario thoroughbred breeder Colin Davis. Lots to talk about with him, including his horse Rapid Test, winning the $100,000 Elgin Stakes at the Canadian Sales Stakes event last Sunday at Woodbine. And his Apricot Valley thoroughbreds operation is growing in size and in stature. We'll find out how and why when Colin Davis joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show, so get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we return, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by R.S. Bulk propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my intrepid co-host. You're a reporter as well, so we'll use that moniker for both. Larry Simpson and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Larry, intrepid reporter, you were once again on scene of something pretty exciting earlier this week. The Canadian Thoroughbred Horse Society 
premier yearling sale this past Wednesday at Woodbine Pavilion. What was that like? It was uh, very well attended. Uh, there were some nice prices. Uh, there was a full brother to Pink Lloyd. who Pink Lloyd himself is a friend of the show because we had Bob Tiller on quite a bit when he was racing and uh, Frank DiGiulio and that. But um, this horse was consigned by John Kerry and it sold for $150,000, which was the top price at the uh, 2023 Canadian Premier Yearling Sale. Here's some key results from the sale. Gross sales increased by 4.6% to... Uh, uh, $4,017,790. Seven hip numbers sold for 100000 wow. or more. Wow, wow, wow. Sales average was 23915 The top three sellers was the before-mentioned, the uh, full brother to uh, uh, Pink Lloyd. Then there was a, a filly, hip number 14, who was by War of Will, that was sold for 135000 to Goldmart Farms. And then there was hip number 199, a colt by Motown, that was 120000 to Paul Braverman. So uh, it was um, well, at- well attended. The catalog was good. It was one of the largest catalogs in, in history. And there was a half-sister to Paramount Prince uh, sold to... Uh, Gary Barber and uh, Michael uh, Langua for hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it was uh, it was a it was a good sale. I was glad I attended. Saw a lot of people and. And do you think that there was greater interest in this particular sale after the uh, victory by Paramount Prince because he was uh, part of the premier yearling sale in twenty twenty one? Well, he was kind of a rags to riches because um, he didn't make his. Uh, basically bid, uh, you know, so they they brought him out of the sale and he was sold privately. So that was kind of that rags to riches story that the horse comes out and then he goes into the the, uh, King's Plate trial and and he wins and then he goes into the the King's Plate itself and he wins and uh, now he's, uh, his next step is the Prince of Wales at Fort Erie on September the 12th. Do we smell a triple crown? Well, it'd be 20 years <laughs> with Wando, so yeah, uh, yeah it could uh, it could be, uh, you know, the, the Triple Crown here is probably the toughest to, to win because it's on three surfaces, and we've talked about this on shows in the past. you got to have a horse that can go on a, uh, a tapita surface, run on dirt, and which is at Fort Erie, and then come back and run a grueling mile and a half on the uh, E.P. Taylor turf course yeah, at, yeah. at Woodbine. So, A, he's going to have to have some stamina for the mile and a half. He's obviously got stamina for the mile and a quarter. And this Labor Day, which is Monday, uh, it's big day of racing. Mm-hmm. It is. Uh, it's uh, live racing at Woodbine and uh, live racing at Woodbine Mohawk Park. So uh, lots of betting opportunities. I love that. And it's mm-hmm. a day off for many and uh, maybe... What a great way to spend your day off at the races. I like that very much. (laughs) Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Hey there, it's Phil McCabe, the producer of this wonderful radio show, Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. 
Due to some technical issues, the interview you are about to hear is a repeat from last week. We hear from Michael Copeland, the soon-to-be CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. And next week, we will hear from Mike Langwa, the owner of Paramount Prince, who just won the King's Plate at, ironically enough, Woodbine. Enjoy the show. We are thrilled to be joined today by a very good friend of the show, Woodbine Entertainment's President Commercial, Michael Copeland, and we have lots to talk about last Sunday's King's Plate, Bet 365, and everything that's happening in the future at 555 Rexdale. Michael, good to have you with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's always uh, fun and exciting to talk to you both, and uh, as you said, lots going on with Woodbine, so oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's fun to talk about. Well, let's get right into it, Michael. Um, as you know, we had Jim Lawson on the show last week talking about the agreement with Bet365. I want to get your scope on it, your opinion. This is a landmark deal for horse racing, isn't it? And why is it? Yeah, it, with single event sports wagering being brought into Ontario uh, just over a year ago, uh, racing um, was not introduced at the outset. And that was because we needed to find a way to allow racing to be part of the sports offering, but for uh, the Ontario industry to benefit from that. And so what that meant was Woodbine uh, integrating and operating racing through the online sports books uh, and their own apps. So we had to do deals with the um, the sports books. After a, a year of developing the solution from a technology standpoint and a regulatory standpoint, uh, we were able to get it up and running before King's Plate. And you know what this really allows us to do is to bring racing to uh, a whole new group of sports fans, current racing fans, but perhaps more importantly, future racing fans, and that's uh, that's only going to benefit everything that we're trying to do for racing in Ontario. And, Michael, what will this mean to the industry as a whole, to horse racing, and particularly, obviously, here in Ontario? What it's going to do is just generate a lot more interest in racing and activity around racing, you know, primarily wagering. The majority of the, the revenues that Woodbine uh, takes in are from wagering uh, on horse racing. So uh, if we can increase the volume of that, um, what it will allow us to do is to then uh, contribute more resources and support into the breeders and the owners and the trainers uh, and everybody involved in racing. So Woodbine is a, a not-for-profit. All of our profits after investments go into uh, support the Ontario racing industry. So this just opens us up to a whole new market um, and one that I think has the potential to really grow and thrive. And it was important that you get the uh, the project going in time for King's Plate last weekend, right? And I guess the proof is in the pudding, you could say. You had a, basically a record handle for uh, King's Plate Day Uh would this have accounted for that total, do you think, the arrangement with Bet365? I mean, it was very important to get it in for King's Plate because it's just it's a great event to draw attention to this new offering. It's, it's our uh, biggest day of the year and the biggest day for Canadian racing. Um, the, the numbers, it's still going to take some time to establish this as uh, something that's available to um to the customers in Ontario. Uh, we are currently with uh, Bet365, but we intend to roll it out to other online sports books in time. That number was relatively modest in terms of the contribution to our overall um, handle on uh, Sunday. Um, we did extremely well on the traditional you know, wagering 
um, uh, channels that we have. But, you know, we're in this for the long haul and we're going to build it the right way and be patient. But we expect that before too long, it, it will be a sizable part of our overall revenues and um, you know, not only the revenues it generates, but just the new fans of racing that it's going to bring into the fold that we're going to be able to uh, work with in exciting new ways. So more to come. It was important to get it launched. Um, it's growing. And uh, I think with more promotion uh, and more activity around it, it's only going to uh, go further. You know, you mentioned new fans of, of horse racing, new betters, if you will, that will come as a result of this partnership with uh, Bet365. Will there be a learning curve, do you think, or should there be for those who will be stepping into waters that they're really not familiar with? Absolutely, there will be. And that's a, a priority of ours to, you know, recognize that there's, there's you know, really two different types of, of wagerers um, where you've got the you know, sort of the core established wagerers that are you know, incredibly smart, incredibly good at, at sifting through information. You know, when you think of sports analytics, the, the racing handicappers were really the first. Uh, perhaps they don't get the credit for how difficult and, and uh, intellectual it is to, to, to be a racing handicapper. But um, so we, we do offer that depth of information through our HPI bet platform. And uh, that's best in class uh, on a global basis. And, and we'll continue to serve those customers. But the, the casual customers are really the other side of it. And we put in here, whether it's people that just for fun want to put a $2 bet at the track, or if it's sports bettors that might want to engage with racing along with their other favorite sports that they um, that they bet on. You know, we have to communicate to them in a way that allows them to not be intimidated by, um, you know, some things about racing that can be intimidating, that can be confusing. So presenting it in a clear way, in a, in a simple way. And we've created a new brand called Railbirds that is an internal brand developed by Woodbine that is going to generate horse racing content and information and stories um, and present racing in a way that is a lot more digestible and accessible to the casual racing fan. So look for more um, uh, of that to come out shortly, but that's the vehicle that we're going to use working through our partners to speak about racing in a different way to a new customer. Well, before we get on to some of the other initiatives you guys are working on, you mentioned earlier that there's going to be other sports betting companies come on board. Uh, What's the process for, for another company to come on board and what's the, the time frame that you're looking that, you know, they come on board and then they launch? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly uh, uh, detailed uh, technological challenge to integrate our um, uh, service or technology stack and, and everything, uh, our systems, with those of the sports betting uh, operators. So... Bet365 has been such an incredible partner to work with us over the last year to develop that. Now that we've learned a lot um, and have a bit of a roadmap, it will be quicker to do with other partners, but still it will take some time. So we would think between probably the back half of this year, so maybe six between six to nine months, you probably see some other partners coming into the market. Um, and we're out talking to several of them at this point and hope, you know, at some point in the future to, to be in uh, most, if not all, of the licensed operators in Ontario. But uh, uh, we're really excited to be, you know, with Bet365 now. I think they're the perfect partner to launch with um, and to establish this. And then we'll uh, integrate it with other partners as 
uh, as we're able to uh, and, and working hard to do so because the more uh, hands that this is uh, with, the, you know, the, the quicker it can grow and the more that we can uh, start um, increasing our support for, uh, for Ontario Racing. Michael, can we hearken back to last Sunday, the King's Plate? It, it will be your last plate as President Commercial because next year you will be fully in position as CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. But let's talk about how many prongs there were, if you will, when it came to that day. We, of course, had the race, but it was the event around it that really seemed to capture people's imagination. So how do you feel about the results of the event itself? Well, I thought it was a great day. And I mean, uh, it really centers around the race and the race was was spectacular and Paramount Prince. What a display going wire to wire. So, um, you know, everybody is going to remember that, which is terrific. But we do look at King's Plate as the high point for racing uh, in Canada um, uh, during the year um, amongst so many other great moments. But it really is our... Um, our uh, pinnacle day and and that means bringing uh, as many not only having a fantastic racing card um, or that that supports King's Plate um, but also just making sure that it it is um, expressing what it means to be involved with racing to experience racing uh, whether that be through the the live experience um, uh, as as a sort of a, a deeply engaged wagerer or a casual fan that's there for the experience, you know, trying to understand all the different ways that people can interact and become uh, really, um, you know, more more deeply associated uh, with racing in, in a lasting way. So so having events for everybody, and and we certainly did that on site. We had um, you know fantastic. Uh, uh, activations on the, the Stella Terrace, which is always sort of the best place to be in summer, um, especially on a big day like that. We had a, a loft party, which replaced the traditional garden party we do out front of the track, but given some construction around the property, we, we moved that indoors, I think, to great success. Um, and then we had certainly VIPs and, and uh, uh, dignitaries that, that uh, um, we were able to host um, and, and speak to them about the importance of Ontario racing and why this, uh, these events were so, uh, you know, important for the, uh, the sports calendar. So we're very, very happy with uh, the results of the day. It was sold out, well over 12,000 people uh, on the property. If you saw everybody was dressed up, um, it's become such a, a fashion moment. Um, and I think, you know, people are having a lot of fun. It's something that we can own. It's a unique day within the, uh, the sports calendar and uh, we really have plans to, to you know continue to grow it and build it out into uh, uh, something that becomes a staple uh, for people uh, in Ontario and, and, and elsewhere to experience and, and if, if they're not able to then you know we place a real focus on making sure we can bring the excitement of the event to people through broadcast and through social media so, you know, we're really trying to understand all the different ways that people can share in the excitement that is uh, King's Plate and that is more generally Ontario Racing. And it gives us a real platform to do it. So we're, we're really excited and, um, and, you know, look forward to continuing to uh, drive it in years ahead. I love your unbridled enthusiasm, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, unbridled, that's a good racing term. That's yeah. right. Well, so you know, it's true that there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, it... it 
it definitely comes naturally because this is a point in time where um, there is so much opportunity uh, that that is in, in store for for woodbine and for racing. Um, and you know, there it's an industry that has um, gone through some very difficult times. It certainly had. Um, some extremely strong times in history, and, and you know you would expect ebbs and flows over something that's 165 years old. But um, it, you know, in recent times, there's uh, talk about uh, the pressures on racing, and certainly there continues to be some pressures. But I think more importantly, there's just incredible opportunity, perhaps the most opportunity that has ever been. And it's our, our job and our focus to make sure that we realize that. Um, for the benefit of the industry going forward. And, and I'm, I'm really excited because I really believe in our um, ability to be successful. And I, and I look forward to people experiencing racing in whole new ways and racing occupying a new place in the Ontario sports scene that um, is going to be prominent and exciting and fun and, and really do something good for the people of Ontario. So there is genuinely a lot to be excited about. That's where I like to play. So before we let you go, Michael, just quickly uh, give us maybe the rundown of what's coming up. You've, obviously, you've got the Woodbine Mile coming up, and then you, we've got the uh, the internationals back this year, correct? Yeah, we do. And uh, VP Taylor, which is always uh, a great one on the turf uh, and the breeder stakes. So there's uh, a lot of great racing uh, that's coming up through the fall and uh, it's such a it's such a beautiful place to be uh, in the city in the fall at the track, um, and it's really where our uh, our turf courses shine. I mean, it's such a distinguishing factor for Woodbine. We've got the best turf racing in North America, and um, it really comes to life in the fall. So, um, lots more great racing ahead, and um, and you know, it's also now people have the ability to. Um, to participate from home, whether it's through HPI Bet or now through Bet365. So our hope is that we can make this um, a more regular part of people's uh, entertainment decisions and calendars, and, and and if they're able to get out to the track to support what they do away from it, then then even better. It's a, it's a fun thing to be a part of, and I think more people are going to see that. Oh, very well put. Michael Copeland, soon-to-be CEO of Woodbine Entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us now on Ponies 24-7. Met a lot. Thank you. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. 
Ontario Racing. The excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, the one, the only Doug McNair, the renowned harness hero, represented Canada at the recent World Driving Championship in Europe. He's with us now. Welcome back and hello. Good to have you with us. And uh, how was your journey to Europe in that amazing World Driving Championship? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I had a great time. The horses were all, uh, for the most part, were all fun and easy to drive, and uh, the people were great. The sights were great. It was, it was a really good, good trip. Were you disappointed with the second place finish, though, Doug? Well, obviously, I wanted to win, but uh, my second day, I think I only had, I think I got five points or something, or nine points, and the leader got 75, so I, I was kind of out of it going into the last day. I was just actually aiming for, for a second, you know, just to, just to be on the podium. The leader was so far ahead of, ahead of the rest of us, but... Uh, I mean, I didn't go there to finish second, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can you tell us how the, this championship works? Uh, are there uh, trials and eliminations? Uh, how did you end up in the, in the position you were in and you ended up in second place? But explain how it all works. Well, you gotta, you got to do a driver's challenge against uh, the Ontario guys first. There's, they, they pick eight guys from Ontario, and then you got to be first or second in that. Top two go go out west, and they do the national one against uh, guys from different parts of Canada. And you got you got to win that to to uh, to go to the, the the worlds. And then you were at the worlds. What was that like for you? I don't know whether this was a, a multi-time experience or your first time. And how did you prepare yourself for the race in terms of getting to know the horse? Yeah, I, I did it one other time in Sweden, so I kind of kind of used to these uh, European horses. It's they go the opposite way some tracks, and that's that's a little different to get used to. And, and uh, the horses are obviously a lot different to drive, but in the end, you're still racing horses, and, and we get uh, we got the best drivers in Canada, and North America, and all over the world. So uh, I mean, it's it's not like we're driving against uh, different or different or, or tougher drivers. You know that we, we race with the top drivers every day of the uh, week here in Mohawk. And it's interesting to me. It sounded like you were competing against the other drivers rather than than the horses competing against each other. Yeah, right. We were, were uh, especially down the last day. It's coming down to points, and uh, you got to you got to try to figure out wh- where you're going to finish and where the the, the leader is at. And uh, they do do a lot of of uh, things in, in your head. But uh, I was there one other time. And I led the tournament the whole way, and, and actually, it was coming down to the last race where I, I was trying to do too much with with a horse that, that didn't have enough stamina, and I ended up losing the whole tournament because it came down to the last uh, last race, and it ended up being my own fault, anyway. <laughs> okay, so is it all about racing, Doug, or is there some social time as well that you get over there? No, they did uh, a lot of times. They give us a day or two to just your own schedule. You know, one day we went to the the, the zoo in Berlin. You know, that was one of the nicest zoos over in the, all of Europe, I guess. Think little things like that. And the dinners that you have, and 
new people you meet. It's 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 a lot of fun. There's a lot of obviously a lot of history over in Europe, and and they, they give you lots of time to uh, look at it for sure. You're very well known here in North America. Did they know you in Europe? Some guys do. Some guys follow the race in North American racing, but it's it's the, the time difference is they're obviously six hours ahead of us in most places we're at. So when our races are going at uh, ten, eleven o'clock, it's uh, four or five in the morning over oh. there. So it's. <laughs> It's uh, unless they, a lot of guys will watch replays in the morning. Guys, most of the guys that uh, that know your guys that like like betting on the races and stuff. So it's it's uh, it's a lot different over there. So would you do it again? Yeah, for sure. I just, I had fun. It was it was a it was too bad I didn't win because the winner goes to uh, New Zealand. New Zealand's the next uh, the world's twenty twenty five. So. That would have been that would have been fun to go. I, I still obviously have a chance to go. You got to beat all the guys from Ontario again, to beat all the guys from Canada. So it's 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 tough. It's tough to get over there. That most countries just kind of pick their pick their guys. But uh, the way we do it, I kind of I, I like it. It's a good process and and uh, gives everybody a shot to get, to go over. Yeah, and it it allows you to earn the spot rather than be just chosen. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's uh, this this time of year is tough for 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 countries uh, even like like the states. There's a lot of a lot of drivers from the states this time of year that, that wouldn't go over for for that uh, for that tournament is it's we're right in the middle of stake season right now. And I was fortunate enough we uh, we really I really didn't miss a whole lot of stakes over here when I was gone. You know, Doug, uh, Larry, and I saw you recently on CB twenty four, my old station, <laughs> and you were fantastic. <laughs> what was that all about? Yeah, that was fun. It uh, we, they've done a, a racing episode or a, a TV episode about racing and. Uh, they, they did a, it was a very professional job. You know, they had, they had a lot of cameras and a lot of a lot of people involved to do it. They, they followed us around uh, most parts of the summer, and and uh, they, they they filmed some some really good footage. And there's there's a lot of good stories. And where were you uh, when they were interviewing you? Were you, were you at Mohawk or? No, I was just I was just sitting in my backyard. We just oh, okay. uh, we did a, we just did <laughs> through Zoom. <laughs> Okay, and I think it's neat that that it's called unfiltered it, Ontario Racing's riveting behind the scenes look at horse racing. What did you think of it? Did it give you a, a different look at the industry itself, and maybe a little better understanding of what makes you tick? I'm used to it, so I, I mean, it was no no uh, different really for me. But a lot of my friends, like that, they've been friends with me since I was in high school. They they know nothing about racing, and, and a lot of them aren't aren't interested in it, but. Uh, and I, every time they come over, they, I put this show on for them. They were they were hooked on it. They they, they showed their wives and and other friends, and like it's just it's spread like a wildfire. This uh, this TV series, it's a, it's a great series. And that's that's how we build a, a, a population to to support horse racing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like uh, it's it, once you once you get into it, it gets in your blood, and you can't get up, get away from it. Mm-hmm. I have to go back in time with you, and not too far back, um, but <laughs> your your initial interest in horse racing, and in in particular harness racing, standard bred. Where did that come from, Doug? Uh, well, my dad he he, he trained uh, horses since I was young, so it's obviously come from him. My mom was involved in it, my, kind of my whole family. But I was just I was just uh, fascinated by by driving and. Uh, I never got away from it, and that's still what I really, I really loved. I love driving and, and being in, involved in the races. Now let's let's talk about your driving. Now is is there a race that has continued to elude you that you haven't won yet that you'd like to? I would say North American Cup, just because <clears throat> it's only twelve minutes from my house. It goes for a million dollars, and it's been a big race my whole life. And let me ask you how you 
determine which horse is that you're going to be driving, which, which one and how do you figure out who's best for you and for your personality and for your way of, of, of driving and racing? I just try to go on the fastest one. <laughs> but, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it's it's uh, <clears throat> those races are tough. I mean, they're, they're, the horses are so uh, competitive. So you think you're on the right one, and and then the, the race goes up so the, the way you think it's going to go, or something something funny goes wrong. You finish second or third or fourth, but it's, it's such a hard race to win, and and just going to keep your head up and keep, keep trying for next year. And who makes the decision? Do you? Does the owner? Does the trainer? Who makes the decision about who's going to be working with whom? Well, you usually have the same guys you race for majority of the time. I mean, the odd time you you'll jump on a new one that you've never drove for the guys and stuff. But usually, it's, it comes down to the right the same trainers you drive for a lot of the time, and, the, and a lot of the a lot of the same owners and stuff. So it's uh, it's kind of a big circle. It's uh, it, once in a while you just get lucky and jump into the find the right one. All right, let's talk about you for a little bit. Uh, do you still remember your first drive and your first win, and and if so, where where did they take place? Yeah, that's that's the I'll never forget that. My first drive was was my first win, so I mean, it's uh, oh bonus. It's, uh, <laughs> wow. yeah, it was it was a bit it was a fun day. I mean, I remember I just got my license that morning, and my dad had a, a guy that works for us listed on the horse. We kind of had it set up, hoping I was going to get my license that day, and we did. And the guy that worked for us just called in sick randomly, and I get I get to drive the horse. <laughs> Wow, so, that's it, was, uh, it was fun. And what track was that at? That was a Western Fair down, down in London. Right, it was, back, it was February of '08. And what do you think happened that made everything click on that day? I don't know. It's kind of it's it's a funny story because that if, if you look the horse up, I forget how many starts she she had, but she only ever won one race. So <laughs> it was pretty pretty special to have it as my first drive. And so that became that was number two then when she won for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. No, she only ever had one win total. Oh, after. that was it, you, with you. <laughs> that was with me, yeah. Oh, that's great. And so where did you go from there? So you, your very first race, you win it. How do you top that? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, uh, I told a few people after. It was funny. I thought it was, I, I, thought I was just going to win every race. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, all, it was downhill after that. You know, you, I think I went uh, 10 or 12 races until I won another one. So it's, it, uh, it, it gets you humble in a hurry. Yeah. Well, you, you've driven a lot of good horses, Doug. Uh, the best you've driven so far, do you think? Uh, well, that's a tough question. I've driven so many nice ones, but I, I don't know. I guess that Precocious Beauty was a great mare. You know, she's uh, she's had a lot of good, good foals, and she she I won a, a real major stake race with her right off the bat when I was young. And she'd be one that comes to my head. Another one would be uh, Stay Hungry at my first Breeders' Crown with them. So it's... Uh, Definitely, definitely took me to places I've never been before. Hmm. Sounds like a song to me. <laughs> so, Doug, your long-term goal, as you mentioned earlier in this interview, is to uh, compete in New Zealand in 2025, if, if I'm not mistaken, that's the date. What are your short-term goals for your career? Well, I just try to stay busy and uh, stay healthy is the main thing. It's uh, Nothing's guaranteed in this, in this uh, sport, and you just get to work hard and show up and hopefully win some races. And when you talk about healthy, we're not talking about catching COVID or RSV. You're talking about physically, you know, not, not, not having accidents, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's, that's the number one thing. That's the worst thing that can happen in our sport. I mean, it, it happens and, and uh, you just, you just pray it uh, doesn't happen. It doesn't happen to you. That's all. Yeah. Last question for you, Doug, before we let you go. Um, 
Race nine tonight at, at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park is the Simcoe Stakes, and you're driving the seven horse uh, Osceola. Uh, yep. That horse was in the Hamiltonian, went off stride, and then came back to win the OSS uh, Gold Race uh, you know, last week. Uh, what what caused the horse to, to, to break in the Hamiltonian? Because I thought you had a, had a big shot because it, like the elimination, the horse had raced so well, eh? Yeah, he uh, he's one of the most talented trotters I ever drove. He's he's uh, he's frustrating though. He, he I think he's 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 made a break sixty uh, percent of his starts or fifty percent of his starts. So he usually he, usually you can tell where he's going to finish. He's either going to usually going to finish first or last, just depending <laughs> on on if, if he trots or not. But he's he gets anxious sometimes in the turns, and it just it just it doesn't suit him sometimes. It's if uh, if they knew it was wrong with him, they'd have, they'd have fixed it by now. But it's, it's just the way the way he kind of is. They had added hobbles to him last start, which uh, I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it helped or not because they did it as a two year old, and he he made breaks with, with those on too. So it, it's just uh, it's up to him whether he uh, whether he shows up or not because he's he's got all the talent in the world. I think he's, I think he's one of the top trotters in North America right now. If he stays at it. Well, you are one of the top as well. And, and honestly, just a great guest here on ponies 24 seven, the radio magazine, always a pleasure. I look forward to the next time that we three get together. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thanks guys for having me. When we come back, thoroughbred breeder, Colin Davis joins us to talk about rapid test and his victory at the $100,000 Elgin stakes. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ontario thoroughbred breeder and great friend of the show, Colin Davis, joins us. And just this past week, Colin had a winner as an owner when his rapid test won the $100,000 Elgin Stakes at Woodbine. Congratulations and welcome to the show, Colin. Thank you very much. Well, let's uh, let's talk about rapid test, uh, Colin. Uh, what did it feel like to win the stakes? I think maybe last time I might have mentioned the first time I saw Millie girl win. I kind of lost her in the home stretch. So to be totally honest, I kind of asked, "Where about the rapid test?" I was lost track of him, and he was second from the back around the bend. And then the home stretch, I lost him again. So I thought we were coming in fourth. So I missed the entire finish. I'll be honest. <laughs> I felt like <laughs> it's that, pretty embarrassing. <laughs> that, that's two races, two stakes races in a row. You've you've missed the the horse finish. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was a Millie girl's first win, I think. I, I yeah. totally lost track of her, and um, I was focused on a different horse. And I think it's once they get the number two post position with the the, the white silks, I just get mixed up. <laughs> so tell us a little bit of the history of Rapid Test. Yep, so he was the first horse that I bought with Catherine. Uh, we bought him at the CTHS sale two years ago. And uh, I walked the grounds with her that, that day and her husband, Todd, and her son, Colton. And we saw a nice colt that looked nice and sturdy. Catherine really liked his walk. And he's been pretty great all throughout. He's a very calm, cool, collected horse on race day. He's very cool. And uh, he's also friendly back in the stable. So can't say enough good things about him. He's a great boy. Where did that name come from? I'm thinking pandemic. It was. So he came with the name Speedy Tiger, which... <laughs> None of us overly liked. Um, so we spent about probably six, eight months going back and forth with names. And one day, Catherine just came up with rapid test. And I do work in healthcare. And I said, sounds good for me. And so everyone I mentioned to has a good laugh. <laughs> so did you uh, take some of the money that rapid test won and, and put it into the sale this week? Um, we actually had a Philly selling this week. So we went uh, from the actual selling side for once. Yeah. Um, the money the money from Rapid Test, we've kind of been reinvesting into expanding our barn. And we're um, looking at buying a few more broodmares this fall. So that means that things are going well at Apricot Valley uh, Thoroughbreds. So let's talk about the business as it is. What are your prospects in the future? Yep. So right now we have... Uh, we have one of our, in terms of broodmare side and breeding side, we have uh, our colt leaving in a few days for Kentucky. Uh, he'll be sold at Facing Tipton this October. We have a hardspun weanling colt that'll be going to Keeneland in November. And then I'm going to Keeneland in November, hoping to pick up another broodmare or two. And then we have Rapid Test and Millie Girl on the racing side. Um, Millie Girl just had a bit of a rest, but we're going to be aiming towards some stakes races for both of them this fall. And um, the stakes journey has been really incredible, and I have a nice uh, crystal fruit bowl now as a trophy from the last <laughs> race from Rapid Test, so couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, aren't you lucky? <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> well, yeah, definitely not complaining. When we had you on the show back in, in March uh, for the first time, uh, you spoke about the mayor purchase program that we have here in Ontario. Uh, why are you such a strong proponent for this program? Yeah, um, when I was at the sale the other day at CTHS, I was just also talking to people, just saying it's, uh, it'd be silly of me not to keep taking advantage of the program, um, given our luck with racing, helping our broodmare side expand, and just being more competitive in the bidding process. So I'm working with my blood psych agent, Marat Farrell, in Kentucky, and we've already talked about what our plans are for the broodmares. And again, it's just kind of advancing me years ahead, having this program available. So if all goes well, we'll at least get one broodmare, if not two this fall. And it just allows me to have up to six instead of maybe having, unfortunately, like maybe a number like three. So the programs really help leverage that. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. Okay, maybe we've probably had some new listeners come on board since uh, March, or at least I hope we have. <laughs> but uh, can you maybe explain the, the mayor purchase program and, and how it works? Yep, absolutely. So up to three horses, uh, brood mares in full, you can purchase at an auction. Um, typically, uh, outside of Canada, you would purchase. Um, I believe you can do it down the province. I'd have to look at the fine print. But you receive half your money back of the purchase up to a maximum price of about $50,000 U.S. You receive 25000 Canadian. And that just goes back into your pocket for bringing a mare back to Ontario to improve Ontario racing. 
And we've done that twice now, and uh, we've received a substantial amount of money back, and it's really helped us get into business. And your effort is to improve. Why does it need improving, do you think? Um, myself or Ontario? Both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think at the CTHS, though, uh, you, you could see from the numbers the other day, not so much in terms of the sales numbers, but the amount of yearlings for sale. Um, it seems like there's more horses are starting to come here because of the program, which is great. Um, all of our horses um, I pulled at our farm um, this past spring, so that was a new adventure and took it inside and all went well. But um, there's now four registered Ontario breads that we have here that are helping build Ontario up. And I think with Woodbine, um, you'll see in the news articles lately about the all-weather Tapita track and just how world-class Woodbine is. So it seems like we're building up the industry slowly but surely to have a lot of good horses that are Ontario breds and also attract world-class talent. Um, and I'm seeing more and more of that as we start to get into the stakes races myself, which I'm very fortunate to be in. Um, it's not expected at all, so it's a whirlwind journey. But it just seems like a little extra push and step and help to get to where some of the other horses are in the world um, is just building Ontario a little bit stronger. You know, it's interesting. You, on the last time you were on the show, we talked about the fact that you cut your teeth in the standard bread side of things or on that side of things. How did you and why did you move to thoroughbred? Yep. So I think I might have mentioned my old racehorse, Gentle. Uh, so we call her Jenny. She's on the farm here. I picked her up at Fort Erie. And I really have always fallen in love with thoroughbreds in the history and going to Keeneland and Lexington and just seeing everything. Um, I think it's just, it's amazing. And um, I just always had a lure towards thoroughbreds being a little bit more regal and elegant and just in terms of their build and the jockey on top. And I grew up seeing standardbreds close to home at Quartha Downs. But maybe it's just the fact that I was used to standard breads and thoroughbreds were always an outside allure. But um, I kind of said to my wife the other day, I feel something brewing right now again. And the last time I felt the feeling I'm feeling is when I got into thoroughbreds. So I said, watch it. I'm not sure what I'm planning yet, but there's something in my stomach that feels like we're going to make a big push here. <laughs> that's great. So trusting your gut. <laughs> that's, that's what it's all about, I find. Yeah. So was this passion for horse racing something that was always there, Colin, or did it come about as you got older in life? I honestly feel like it's been there all along, but I think probably a lot of people feel this, and it's kind of, well, I don't, I'm not trying to make myself a spokesman, but by all means, anyone's welcome to contact me. But it felt like I never knew how to get into the industry. Um, being a bit of an outsider with an appreciation, um, I was always tempted, but didn't know how to make the first step. So when I kind of started talking to um, the HBPA and Ontario Racing, um, just getting some more information and having someone on your side to kind of not so much advocate for yourself, but kind of steer and guide you and, you know, give a gentle push in a direction based on your feedback, um, that really helped make that step. And more recently, a friend of mine reached out saying he was interested in um, potentially having a thoroughbred with his father. So I kind of put him in contact with a few different trainers um, and just gave him some of the feedback based off my experience. And I kind of just felt like I never had that person with me growing up. Yeah. So I, I really like being that person to help other people. I think that's fantastic. And and you have the support of, of uh, many people, including your family. Can you talk again about how Apricot Valley Thoroughbreds works? Yep. So we have uh, my son, Rowan, he's 13. My daughter is Josephine, who's eight, and Felicity, who's seven. And they all do their own different parts. Um, Rowan cleans out stalls. <laughs> Felicity will sweep the barn. Josephine kind of likes to just look at everything. But she's there for moral support. And uh, we had the two girls in the stakes photo from the last weekend, which was pretty exciting. 
but everyone kind of does their part. And um, my parents, they are not from a farming background by any means, but um, they've jumped in and they're very supportive and they like going to the races. Um, my wife's family has a farming history and they're all behind us. And I will say it felt like a little bit of a lonely journey the first year and a half until you start seeing your horses race because I think a few people probably thought, what's this crazy guy doing? <laughs> He's gotten really deep into the horses. You know, is it going to work out? And I think um, when you see that first win your horse has, or even if they don't win and they do well and they're in the money, um, it kind of gives some validation there. And I felt really tingly that day that we got a win. It felt like maybe the road I'm going on is the right one. I needed some validation through that long, long journey. Um, so I'm always here to support other people, but my family's really gathered behind. They see the light. They see the, the journey we're on and the good circle of people that we have is also very comforting. And what was everyone's response <laughs> to the victory by rapid test? Well, the funny thing is my uncle, uh, he's my uncle Rick, um, he's never been to a horse race before, I don't think, and his first time to Woodbine, and uh, he got to uh, get in the stakes photos and everything, and he got a bunch of free merchandise, and he's carrying around our trophy, and it's quite the day for him. He's like, it's like one of the best days of my life. I've never seen anything like this before. But um, my family's all like on the edge of the seats every race, and there's a small group of friends that surrounds them. And so it's like everyone's living through us in this journey. So it's not, it's not an isolating feeling by any means. It's kind of like a big town that watches all the races now. And then you hear from our people in Kentucky and across Ontario and just all different people that I've um, met up with and talked to. And you just get messages on your phone. And it's, um, it's just one of the things that feels like there's such a strong family and I'm newer to the game. I'm very open about that. And I find a lot of people have been in the game for a while have welcomed me with open arms and you just feel their support and uh, it's just, it's an awesome feeling. I couldn't say there's anything else like it. All right. Before we let you go, Colin, I, I, I need to ask you this question. Apricot Valley, where did, where did that name come from? It's a simple one. So we used to live on Valley Road and <laughs> Apricot's a type of duck. <laughs> so we just mix those two together. <laughs> And now uh, I'm trying to figure out, people keep saying we need to plant some more apricot trees here. We had one, but I think I ran over the lawnmower, but I think we're due to put up a few more now. <laughs> I love your honesty. I love your honesty. This, this show is, is becoming, uh, the, in particular, today's edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, seems to be an edition where we're asking people's advice. So what is your advice to those who are thinking about getting into the industry? Honestly? Find a way to contact me. I will talk to you. I'll be honest. I'll put you in contact with other people. Um, you can reach out to people on your own. Everyone I've talked to has been so open and welcoming and loving to give advice if they're asked. Um, if not, they like to listen. Um, I think the first step is just to talk to people. Um, I don't think you have to do anything rash. But if you just get in, talk to people, you learn so much stuff. And even the past two weeks, like my learning curve just went up again. A few different scenarios kind of came up to me. And I was like, I never actually thought about that in horse racing. Wow. So just the experience again, the first couple of years, and it's, it's a lot. It can be a lot if you don't have anyone guiding you. But um, if you reach out, there's a ton of people. And just being a new owner myself, I like sharing all the new things I've found. And I didn't know this two years ago. And I would have loved to have known two years ago. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think just talk to people is the best way to get into it. Everyone's really opening. And how can people reach you? Um, you can reach us on Twitter, uh, Apricot Valley TV, 
or I'm sure there's probably a way to even find my phone number somewhere. We don't have a website quite yet, but maybe we should get one. (laughs) That's the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Colin, thanks for doing this. Good luck with rapid tests. Good luck at the sales uh, later this fall. And uh, we'll have you back real soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you. And you as well, Colin. Thank you. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at ontarioracing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, we're all ears, Larry. Thanks, Anne. Let's start at Woodbine. They have a nine-race card today, and race seven is a mile and a sixteenth on the Tapita surface. It's an optional $50,000 claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. Seven horses have been entered, including number four, Indy Champagne, who actually raced two weeks ago on King's Plate Day, and despite taking lots of money that day, including some of mine, Indy (laughs) Champagne never fired uh, beaten... Six lengths and finished seventh. Indy Champagne actually had worked well leading up to that seventh place finish and actually went into the August 20th race off a second place finish in the same class where she was second beaten ahead. 
I believe part of the issue to last race was a slow pace that Indy Champagne was trying to run into, and there looks to be some speed signed on today, which should help the cause. Top jockey Savachi, who was aboard two back, has been hired for today's race, so Woodbine Race 7, number 4, Indy Champagne. Delmar features a huge 11 race card today, including the $1 million Grade 1 Pacific Classic for 3-year-olds and up. Race 1, though, is a maiden special weight for fillies and mares, 3 and up, 1 mile on the turf, a purse of $82,000. 10 have been entered, including number 5, Northeast Star, who was well bet on July 21st after performing well in her first start in North America after shipping from Ireland. In that last start, North Fast Star was bumped at the break, steadied at the quarter pole, and was blocked with nowhere to go in the stretch and finished fifth. This was actually Northeast Star's second bad trip, as despite a third-place finish on May 21st, she was actually slow from the gate, but as mentioned earlier, she did recover to finish third. I like the fact that Rispoli rides again today and probably had a chance to figure this girl out last time out. Trainer Phil D'Amato was 20% with horses making their second start, and off between 45 to 180 days, and D'Amato and Rispoli are 22% combined in 2022-2023. So Delmar, race one, number five, Northeast Star. Also, as I mentioned earlier, race 10 at Delmar is the $1 million Pacific Classic with a good field of 11 entered. To me, the now horse is number one, Joe Rocket Ride, who parlayed a win in the a firm stake in June at Santa Anita to an impressive victory in the Grade 1 Haskell Stakes at Monmouth under friend of the show, jockey Mike Smith. The way Joe Market Ride pulled away from the field in the Haskell at the 1 and 1 8 mile distance showed that he should relish today's mile and a quarter distance. He posted a career-high buyer of 100 in that race and is certainly a horse on the improve. Joe Market Ride, Arabian Knight and Skinner are three-year-olds taking on older in this race today but actually three-year-olds have enjoyed some success in the Pacific Classic, having won five of 16. So Delmar, race 10, number one, Joe Market Ride, and as a long shot play, maybe look for Skinner to round out the exactor. Well, Grand Circuit Racing continues at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight, which will see the $615,000 Canadian Pacing Derby Final and the $530,000 Maple Leaf Trot Final. 12 races are set to go, Race 7 is a free-for-all pace, one mile of a purse of $75,000. Ten pacers have been entered, including number 9, Covered Bridge, who is currently on a three-race win streak that has seen this 39-time 30 winner capture the coveted Cup and Saucer at Charlottetown in 150-3, and three, then last week easily win the Kane Invitational at Batavia Downs. Covered Bridge has won 14 of 26 starts this year and has, been, has won over a million in his career and the addition of driver Yannick Gingras certainly won't hurt the cause tonight. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 7, number 9, Covered Bridge. Thank you so much, Larry. Have a great long weekend. See you next Saturday. And a shout-out before we go to market fans of horse racing, hey, Mark. Goodbye to everyone listening, and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and a new one was recently released just last week, email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. Please don't forget about the Ponies. 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and it's a long one. Thanks for listening. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.